0: On. I'm trying to think up. I should be like, "Welcome back."
1: You know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. All right. Welcome back to Fragmented. I forgot. What Redefining called. womanhood. Thank you. It's been a minute, so I feel like that makes sense. <laughs> should we start over or yeah. just like? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <sorry. laughs> it's funny because I just listened to it, so I should know what it's called. Okay. <clears throat> Welcome back to Fragmented Redefining Womanhood, a podcast with Sarah Jane, pronouns she, her. And Becky Foot, pronouns she, her. It's been a minute, like a hot minute. Hi guys. Hi, we're so excited to like be back. Um our wedding season has ended for the both of us. I mean, I still have editing, but like you are fully on sabbatical.
0: Totally sabbatical. Well, podcast sabbatical. (laughs) So yeah, Sarah and I had to take a little bit of time off. So um, I'll just give a brief reader's digest version of where we've been and what we're talking about today. So actually, before I get into where we've been today, let's Mm -hmm. talk about what we're talking about today. So today we're talking about surviving the holidays. And Mm. so we're right in time for Thanksgiving. (laughs) But before we get into all that real quick, um, Sarah got married. I did. I'm Sarah Jane Boucher now. Woohoo! excited (laughs) um and so when Sarah came back or when we came back from Colorado because that's where you got married and the soul Mm -hmm. sisters went and I'm one of them so I was there to witness all of it it was wonderful it was beautiful it was magical it was all the things (laughs) and then we came back from Colorado and Sarah you got really sick and you ended up in the hospital and so that was not fun at all if Mm -hmm. you just want to give a little um rendition on what happened there
1: Sure. Um, I'm just chalking it up to full on burnout um, after wedding season in 21 and then leading into the wedding planning and then going to Colorado. I had like a slew of things I was diagnosed with from my heart to like virals, infections and bacterial kidney infections, a whole slew. Um, my body just shut down. It was like, yeah, fuck you, Sarah. You need yeah. to like chill. Um, so, yeah, that was a huge wake up call for me, which is kind of one of the things that we'll be talking about a little bit later on about burnout and stuff but um that's where I was at. I was in a hospital bed and I was like, okay, so
0: maybe maybe I should slow down. I don't know. So maybe we should just, you know, put the podcast on the back burner yeah. for a little bit so we can get our health in order. Yeah. So that was a huge part of it too and then we went into our super busy wedding season and learned a bunch of lessons there. So, um That was our reason for not being on the air. But we're back and we're super excited about it. And we're super excited to talk to you guys. And we're excited about the holidays coming. Are we? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. I feel like, first of all, like, so my season just ended like three days ago. So like, was it three days ago? Yeah. Like this last weekend, the middle of November. So, you know, like Thanksgiving is literally next week. It's like eight days away Mm -hmm. and I have nothing planned Um, well, sort of, but I also share custody with my ex-husband. So I, we alternate holidays. So I don't have the kids for Thanksgiving this year. So I'm actually not very excited, but I do have them for Christmas. So I feel like the holidays always just look a little bit different for us now. Um, but I am excited. I'm excited about like creating new traditions, not just with the kids, but like for Mark and I, my husband, Mm -hmm. um, to create when we don't have the kids, uh, I think it's really important. Um, how are you feeling? Cause I know like she doesn't really said it. She totally glossed over it, which I'm not surprised, but like
0: Becky's in full on burnout. Like guys, I'm in burnout. I am in toasty frosty burnout. Um, yeah, I, so I had a really rough wedding season this year. Um, we had a lot going on and as an entrepreneur, sometimes you have to do things that you wouldn't, Necessarily want to do for the sake of your business. And Mm -hmm. so that's kind of what ended up happening. And so I am excited to be back to the podcast. I'm Mm -hmm. excited to have some other projects, my passion projects. Um, but I am definitely taking a hiatus from work right now. And I did gloss over that because I don't want to admit that I'm in burnout, but you know, that's (laughs) the first first step, isn't it? (laughs) It's admitting it. So we're saving all of that really fun goodness for future podcast. And if you want, you can check out our podcast, um, that we recently, or I wouldn't say recently, but previously did on, um, burnout. Yeah. We did do a burnout podcast. And we actually in the burnout podcast said we were going to revisit after our busy season yeah. and talk about it. So Whew. that will have to be a future yeah. podcast. Um, but yeah, because also- the roles are reversed. Sorry, but like
1: the roles are reversed. Yeah, like you were totally fine when I was in burnout. Oh yeah, and now like I'm
0: like, oh, I'm chill. I'm then. glad we're taking turns. Yeah. Um, and you don't necessarily have to be in the same um, field that we are no. to have burnout. I mean, like not even burnout, but having seasonal things like, you know, mm-hmm. I know my sister is a stay at home mom. And so for her, her season in the summer is kind of a, looks a bit easy breezy. But right now, man, they are coming back to school and it is on. So I guess my point is, is that we all have our seasons. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, And so that that was my point. Yeah. That was it. Um. OK, but going back to surviving the holidays. So Sarah and I were talking about when the podcast was going to come back on. And we're like, wow, it's right before the holidays. And so there's all that. Fun stuff that comes yeah. up around the holidays. So, one of the topics um, that comes up around the holidays—Thanksgiving, Christmas, all, or Hanukkah, or whatever Kwanzaa you celebrate—is that we don't gonna, celebrate, but still, or don't celebrate. Yeah. Um, is yeah. that we are going to be around family, mm-hmm. and so one of the hardest things that I have. Um, issues with the setting boundaries around family. Mm-hmm. It gives me anxiety. It's giving me anxiety right now just talking <laughs> about it. Um, but yeah, so I learned that this really awesome technique that I thought it would be really cool to share with you guys. And I heard it on a podcast myself, so I can't take full credit for it. But um, boundaries is kind of a vague way of saying I need to put, um, I need to make myself feel safe, basically. Mm-hmm. So how do we make ourselves feel safe? And so you know, we don't have to always go from like zero to 60. Like there's always like, there's sometimes the fawning where it's like, I don't want to say anything at all. I'm just going to let my in-laws, I'm using in-laws as an example, just kind of say and do whatever they want. Um, But I'm going to use religion and politics as an example. So say Mm -hmm. we're all sitting there, we have our turkey or tofu turkey or whatever we're eating. Right. And so everyone's sitting around and all of a sudden uncle Joe brings up, you know, those darn democrats i can't stand (laughs) them i'm a trumper i don't know i'm just putting that out there maybe you're a trumper i don't know sorry um but so there's a a green light a yellow light and a red light so green light is like diffusing the situation maybe trying to change a topic or uncle joe you know we don't really talk about politics and religion at the table but you know Maybe you can say that conversation for another time. That's your green light. Mm-hmm. Uncle Joe was like, oh, no, but did you see he might be running for 2024 <laughs> or whatever. Then you go to yellow light and yellow light is Uncle Joe. Um, I just asked you really nicely. Please don't talk about politics or religion at the table. Um, you know, I really it's making me uncomfortable. I am really asking you to not talk about it. And here comes red light. Uncle Joe is like, oh, it's fine. Everyone's so sensitive these days. I don't know why we can't talk about politics. That's ridiculous. Uncle Joe, this is red light. This is red light, guys, where you're like, Uncle Joe, I've asked you really nicely several times now to please not talk about it. So if you're going to continue to talk about it, I'm going to have to ask you to leave the table. Mm -hmm. That's red light, guys. So we don't go from Uncle Joe's talking about politics to red light that is, you know, there's a green and a yellow before mm-hmm. we get to the red. So Sarah, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm like getting excited just hearing you like give the example of <laughs> uncle Joe, I have to say. So I, I definitely think one of the biggest things too, like even before you get to the situation at the table is that you set your boundaries of who you're even like going to either have over for Thanksgiving or where you're going to take yourself for Thanksgiving. Mm. Um, I totally agree with you with the wholesome situation. Um, I feel like when you're in toxic families, I've honestly had this conversation a lot recently with a lot of other women that have like not so great relationships with their parent, their mother specifically, or like with in-laws. Um, I think it's important to set a boundary beforehand so that you are setting your expectations up for like what you would like to see come out of it or not see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hold on. I feel like I'm being really big. So I feel like there's this expectation with Thanksgiving specifically or with holidays that like it's family time. You just spend time with the family, like put all of your own like shit aside and like just deal with it because they're family. Like, but that's not a truth, right? Like I think we've come to the point in our life where we understand that family is what we make of it. One of the people that we decide to have in our life and also setting boundaries with people that aren't safe for you is really important for your own mental health. Right. So I think it's important to make sure that like, if it is those people that are really close, like parents, which I understand, are you going to get uncomfortable?
0: (laughs) No. I wasn't sure. Um, I'm getting, I mean, my chair is uncomfortable, but no, we're not. Okay.
1: (laughs) Okay. Um, so, uh, uh, I don't feel like I'm going like, am I going off? Am I like staying on track? I feel like I am. Am I good? Yeah. No, I feel okay. like you're good. Okay. So is I there just...
0: something you want to say that maybe you're dancing around a <laughs> I probably bit? am. Okay.
1: All right. Okay. So, uh, all right. So I have a really difficult relationship with my mother. Um, and I've set a lot of boundaries with my mom. There it is, guys. I know. Um, and But like I feel very open and OK with having this conversation because I've been very transparent with her. And she knows where I stand in certain situations. Um, so a lot of the reason why I had to set boundaries with my parents, specifically for, with my mother, is for my children, I think, in the beginning. But now it's more for me and my mental health. Um, and I've come to understand that like the times that I see my mom are holidays. If I choose. That was hard to say. So (laughs) last year, we didn't really do much with our family. I actually don't think I saw my parents at all for Christmas. I don't think we did anything. Um, And then this year, like knowing that we have Christmas, it was like, okay, we're going to like Mark and I sat down and decided what we wanted for our Christmas to look like with our kids and then planned around that with our families. Um, and I know that I can take my mom in doses. So they're coming over for three hours and that's good for me.
0: (laughs) And how did you, when you talked to your mom and set the boundary beforehand, what was the conversation and how did you lead up to like, okay, it's going to be three hours. Did you say from, you know, 11 to whatever like how did you do that
1: I did um so I got consistently asked what was happening with the holidays over and over and over again which was probably one of the was very frustrating for me because I kept saying like I'm not sure I will let you know um and then when we were talking about Thanksgiving too like because we're not doing anything because we don't have the kids so they are coming over for Thanksgiving brunch, but we said that we have them from 11 to 2. So you can come from 11 to 2. And then for Christmas, um, we've always done stockings with them, but that's not happening now because ever since my ex and I, like, separated, like, the stocking time is our family time with, like, the parents, right? Mm-hmm. Like, myself and my ex. Um, <clears throat> their dad. Um, so I said, you guys can come over for dinner. Uh, we're gonna have dinner at this time. I think we're, like, like noon, um, and then we have plans at four. So like from about noon to three, three thirty is when mm. Christmas is happening. Um, and when I had that conversation, I also mentioned what you said about politics. <laughs> I said there's certain topics that are not acceptable in my home. Um, also, I've mentioned this before, but my daughter is transgender. Um, so there was that whole conversation, like if we don't feel that she feels safe or if you are continuously misgendering or ignoring her, like he will not be welcome to stay.
0: Misgendering. I don't know if yeah. I've ever he- heard that before, but yeah, yeah. That's, that's great. Boundary. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, I was
1: shaking and it was hard, but like I felt so good afterwards. I think that's the one thing with the setting boundaries and setting your expectations for what you expect from people is like. If you're codependent like me, (laughs) like the lead up and the anxiety that you feel of like how the conversation can go a hundred million different ways Mm -hmm. is more scary than the actual conversation.
0: Amen to that. I know I have some boundaries that I need to set with some family members. And I think what I do in my head and actually what happens are two different things. But one of the things too, uh, when setting a boundary is boundary backlash. So I think that's another reason why it's very difficult. I, I identify as a codependent as well to set boundaries with people who don't receive boundaries very well and they can not receive them well by either becoming passive aggressive or becoming volatile. Mm -hmm. And so then it's like, that's why I think the analogy of the red, the yellow and the green is so great because, um, you know, for me, I can, I can get myself so worked up about setting a boundary that I go from like boundary setting to red. (laughs) I'm just like, Oh my God. And it's born out of anxiety and fear and, all the things. Um, but I guess boundary setting, too, is a bit of a skill set. It is. It's not just. And it's a skill set that I think we should be practicing, not just around the holidays, although I think it comes out during the holidays more. Um, Actually, I just uh, like also with setting
1: boundaries, it's all about like having boundary statements, like literally walking into a situation and knowing like at least three sets of statements that are a boundary setting for you. Like, like what you said. With the red, yellow, and green light, green yellow, and
0: red light. Um, hold on, I'm literally just looking them up right now because I want to um, make sure I give them as examples. Store people. in your mind beforehand. Um,
1: yes. So first of all, I need to find the book and then and like and then add it somehow in the podcast. But there are boundary setting sentences where like you're setting a boundary, and then there's like boundary setting when you just agree with someone. And then, like, boundary setting to kind of, like, if you're being, like, gaslit or whatever. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, hold on. Oh, that's another thing, too. Like, so not just, like, boundary um, backlash, but being gaslit, too. Like, you set a boundary, and then somebody will gaslight you and be like, mm-hmm. oh, no, that's not what I meant. That's not what I said. And that can be really frustrating, too.
1: I'm sorry. There's so many good
0: ones. There's literally like 79 in here. So in case you guys need some, there's 79 on Google.
1: I know. <laughs> there's also like this woman I follow on TikTok. She's a boundary setting coach. And she literally mm-hmm. likes help people like craft boundary sentences. And she shares them on TikTok. So I should probably find out who that is and like share it. But um, hold on. A lot of these are, like, work-related. But, like, there's so many that you can use. So the hardest part with family is that there's always a preconceived notion that family means they can do whatever they want to. Like, let's be real. Like, that's Mm -hmm. kind of what... Society just makes you believe like family, your blood, do whatever. And I understand that too is also a culture like for a lot of different people and their family dynamics and that that's fine. But I think learning when you're older, like what makes you comfortable, like mm. and setting that safe space for you. And sometimes, so this is if you want to like set a boundary in a healthy way for yourself, but if you feel that you can't or you're not ready to set a boundary with a person, like setting boundaries and expectations for yourself, um, I think before I was strong enough to set a boundary with my parents, there was a lot of like holidays that I was miserable <laughs> and like, mm-hmm. they just weren't fun for me where like, they should be, I mean, you're a parent now, especially when you're a parent, like, it's so much more fun to like, just watch your kids like open Christmas presents and like see the joy in their face mm-hmm. than like the actual holiday <laughs> itself. Um, but like setting, if you aren't ready to set a boundary, like setting expectations for yourselves and a boundary of like, how long you want to go to a place so like if your family always goes to like a family member's house or your parents house and there's everyone there that like doesn't make you feel good or safe or comfortable like setting a boundary for yourself saying "Okay, I'm gonna go I'm gonna make an appearance and I'm gonna like if things start feeling a little icky I'm going to leave and like finding an excuse to leave
0: or another thought would be not going at all And that's another boundary that you could set. And I think it all just depends on your circumstance. And so I think sometimes people feel like they need to make an appearance and maybe in your circumstance, that's okay. And that's something, you know, um, that would be safe and short amount of time. But sometimes for some people just not showing up at all, I think is really and setting that boundary. And again, being prepared for the backlash of it as well but one of the things about boundary backlash is that it doesn't stick around forever and the empowerment that you feel from setting the boundary will outweigh any type of backlash that you get Mm -hmm. um and i so another um great technique would be even imagining how you would feel after you set the boundary Mm -hmm. you know like that empowering i did it good for me like you know how are you going to feel after you set that boundary and keeping that in mind, too? Because um, that will also outweigh the boundary backlash.
1: No, absolutely. And this is actually a great sentence that you can use if you set a boundary and someone tries to like give you pushback with a parent. I'm not obligated to explain myself to you.
0: Ooh, that's a good one. Because I think that's another thing that I do that I think a lot of people do. Um, is that the second you set the boundary, there's like a need to explain it. Yeah. Like, Oh, well I, you know, I,
1: uh, well, why do you feel that way? Like that doesn't make any sense. And then also like if they continue to come back to you, like, especially if it's a parent, which I've gotten this before guys, like I totally understand. So like. I sort of, like I said before, I did a lot of holidays where I knew I was uncomfortable but didn't know how to remove myself from a situation. And then I did holidays where I set expectations and boundaries for myself of, like, if this happens, then then this will happen. Like, if this, I feel uncomfortable here, I'm going to go. And then after that, it was like, this is ridiculous. I need to set a boundary because I'm so tired of being uncomfortable. Um, and I promise you, when you set a boundary in a situation where you feel unsafe, uncomfortable, and icky with people that are, like, not good for you... Oh, man, holidays and just situations are so much better. Like, mm-hmm. my holidays have been so much brighter and more amazing because I don't have the stress of that bullshit mm-hmm. that I, like, was enduring for the sake of for who? It's not mm-hmm. for me. It's for the unsafe person that actually doesn't consider or care about my feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, Another one. So when if they continue after, like, you set a boundary and oh, this is not sense. We've been doing this our whole life. This is a family tradition. Like, why would you not do this? This is what we do. And then you can say, I'm confident in my decisions and I won't allow you to use guilt to control me Mm. Mm -hmm. um yeah and then like after that like remembering when you set a boundary it's yours it's it's for them it is for you but it's for them too right wait did I say that backwards
0: no 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 so a boundary is so also too I think a boundary is not because we're trying to change somebody else's behavior but we're just trying to keep ourselves safe and so I think also, too, if you're in the situation and you can feel yourself fawning and you can feel yourself and um, do you want to explain what fawning is? I feel like you explain it better than I do. Fawning.
1: Um, It's called fawning because it's basically like a deer in the headlights. Like you kind of are unsure of how to act or respond and you just don't.
0: Yeah. OK. So just kind
1: of like. Um, I keep
0: using the terminology and I just want to make sure everyone understands what I'm trying to say when I say fawning. So, um, so if you feel yourself feeling like really uncomfortable or like you're not able to speak up for yourself, you can always remove yourself from the situation temporarily. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily need to make a big, like I'm leaving because you all suck at listening to my boundaries. Um, but you can go like into the other room, into the bathroom, you know, and uh, excuse yourself momentarily, Mm -hmm. um, to be able to regain your composure. Okay all right, you know, just breathe for a minute and then go back into the room and then say what you need to say or remove yourself or take it from there.
1: And you don't have to like, you don't have to have that initial conversation in person. Like if it's easier for you to do it over the phone, like honestly, I feel like I do best when I'm on, driving on the phone, um, to have these conversations. Cause then I can just be like, oh crap, like I just got pulled over. I have to go now. So, like whatever. But like I don't know. I just feel more confident. Do whatever feels right for you. Like my sixteen year old texts me like really big things, which I know texting isn't great and it's not the best way to relay a message. But you could also like type it out and not send it, but like type it out mm-hmm. and then like read it off on the phone. Like whatever is easier for you. Mm-hmm. Um just you know, to the expectation and then also the, the anxiety and the situations that you come up with in your head beforehand most likely will not happen. That's it. That's literally your anxiety.
0: Yes. Uh, the anxiety and the fear talking. Yes. And I think that it's our mind is always wanting to go to the worst case scenario of what mm-hmm. could possibly happen. The probability of that happening is probably unlikely. But if mm-hmm. it does, be prepared. Just be prepared. Yeah. That's all. How often do you like
1: know that you have to go into some sort of conflict with some, maybe this is just me. I don't know Like you know that you have, there's a possibility that you might be confronted with conflict with another person or have a like hard conversation that you have to have with someone. And you literally play out every single different type of scenario
0: and the way that you would respond if they responded in one way. Do you do that? I do. And then (laughs) usually they never respond in any of the scenarios that I have made up in my (laughs) head and I get completely caught off guard. So that's when I revert back to, you know, any of those boundaries, lines that you had referred to before, which is why it's so good to have those Mm -hmm. in your back pocket just to be able to pull them out and be like, you know, um, when you're so caught up in the moment and you can't think it's like, Oh, I have this thing memorized, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can go back to that. Absolutely,
1: and then if they do respond um, in a negative way and bring up reasons why you should do be doing something, you can say, "I can understand why you're saying this thing, mm-hmm. but right, this is what I need. This is what my boundary is, and what I need right now. And I need you to respect that. or like mm-hmm. I'm expecting you to re- expect that." respect that. I ex. Mm-hmm. I think if you say I need it like doesn't come off as well as like I expect you to respect my boundary. Like so that they understand like this is about I'm like serious and I'm being firm. Like I'm not fucking around right now.
0: You know, I heard this thing the other day too about boundaries being vulnerable. There's some vulnerability mm-hmm. around setting boundaries because you're basically telling somebody what you need from them Mm -hmm. and when you're asking for something that you need from someone that you don't think is capable or willing to give it to you that can be kind of scary you know and I think when setting a boundary keeping it in the I and the me statements you know listen, you know, I understand that you really would like to talk about this subject, um, but i it really makes me feel uncomfortable and I really need, you know, to feel co- safe in my space or, you know, word it however you want to word it, but you're, but you're really putting yourself out there on some mm-hmm. level. And I think that that's another reason why it's probably hard to set boundaries too, because, you know, for me, I have certain people in my life that I know are not capable of receiving my boundaries, but I have to say them anyway, because it's not about changing their behavior or changing them. It's strictly about, you know, saying what I need to say to keep myself Mm -hmm. safe. And, um, you know, I would love for everybody to meet my boundaries where I put them and them be like, Oh yeah, I totally hear you. And, and there are some people that I can do that with in my life. Um, but there are some people that I cannot. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, that's a little tough.
1: Yeah. So, whether or not you've set the boundary, if you have set or b- or if you're at a place where you can't set the boundary, or you're not ready for it, or you put, are in the situation of being at Thanksgiving dinner, we're gonna do what Becky said with the red, yellow, and green, green, yellow, and red light. Um, and those that's really great, and making sure that you come up with the, your sentences. What are your boundary sentences for those situations? I think the ones that you said were perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like I know that this can be kind of like a point of contention sometimes within marriages and relationships with, um, with partners about like any in-law situation or family situation that can be uncomfortable because let's be, let's be honest. I mean, we work in weddings. We work in this situation. Like it's two families coming together and family dynamics are never the same. There's bound to be some sort of, con like contention between the conflict. two conflict anything like why mm. can i not come up with my c words today i just don't understand anyway um so and that's okay but i think making sure that you're on the same page with your partner going into any sort of situation that is something like thanksgiving um because it's a very like first of all as a, as the person who generally does most of the cooking on thanksgiving as a choice um it's very stressful <laughs> Like, let's be real. Um, It can be very stressful. So just if you're hosting, like you already have the extra stress on you, and then you have people coming over that you might not sort of vibe with or get along with, or like people you see once in a while, um, make sure that you have a conversation also with your partner about what to do in these situations, and that you guys are on the same page. I think that's super important.
0: I think so too. And I think what you could also do is if you are confronting, so say you're in a relationship where you have a partner and you are confronting maybe a difficult in-law situation, I think it's always important to say so-and-so and I have decided mm-hmm. rather than just saying, you know, like going out there on your own and being solo, like you already joined front mm-hmm. and being a joined front um, and having some of those conversations before. Like if you know something's going to be a conflict, mm-hmm. having that conversation with your partner beforehand so that you're not having that conversation in front of I'll, everybody. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's super important too. And that can help Um, alleviate some of the um, stress around the holidays too and
1: also like if you have someone like Uncle Joe having a conversation beforehand, like setting the expectation that politics will not be talked about at dinner Mm. period. And like, I've actually seen some really cool stuff where like the people have done like games or had like little like papers or signages around like talking about like things that they are not discussing at dinner, especially since honestly, since 2016, really, I feel like that's when a lot of things, I mean, I guess it's always been a thing, but I feel like it's just been more volatile Mm. than anything lately. Um, and having that conversation so that everybody at the dinner table, whether it's 10 people or 25, like understand that like no one is in any sort of way bringing that up.
0: I think a great way to like a little exercise that you could do uh, rather than just thinking about all the things that you're not going to talk about, what are the things you are going to talk about? Yes. So what if you have like a little fishbowl and you just have like silly questions like, you know, what was your favorite, um, vacation that you took this year and like just have go around the table or even just the what I'm grateful for Mm -hmm. or anything to redirect that could possibly go wrong and I think when we set boundaries probably more than 70 percent of the time we know that we're gonna have to set a boundary with someone like it's not something that we uh, that is sprung upon us Mm -hmm. I I would say most of the time we probably know that we're gonna have to set a boundary Mm -hmm. with a specific person if you have somebody who's late to everything all the time, another great way that rather than waiting for that person or holding off for everybody else because that's not fair, say you have someone who's super late all the time because I feel like everybody has that person in their family, um, you can say, Okay, well, we're going to eat at 12 o'clock and everyone's going to be coming here at you know, um, 11. So I just wanted to let you know um in case you know you can't make it on time that's fine but just so you know we're starting at this time. Yeah. And that way you're setting the expectation before because mm-hmm. if you know this person's late all the time mm-hmm. then why not nip it in the bud beforehand and that yeah. you're doing your boundary beforehand. Yeah
1: absolutely i totally agree with that and i also think there but when you were saying the thing about the fishbowl there's actually a lot of like other big like games and stuff too you can find i mean of course you can just do pen and paper but we actually have one it's a conversation starter game that we have and our mm. family does it together for dinner and the kids love it like it's a whole thing um but it's nice i mean if you're gonna do that make sure you go through and make sure there's no like politically charged <laughs> or whatever the boundary is whatever. yeah you
0: could go on google and i'm sure find plenty of conversation starter pieces yeah absolutely
1: um so yeah so okay so we've set the boundary beforehand or not we set the boundary like with having beforehand whenever possible yes and then also what happens the day of and how you would handle the situation um because you know it's a lot of family together family drama might happen most likely. just just what it's what happens Mm -hmm. uh so hopefully those tools are helpful for you guys for like dealing with uncomfortable holiday situations. And mm-hmm. I think this could also be something when it comes to family obligations or your obligations within the holidays. Um, another thing I think about boundary setting is when you have children. After when, Okay. So like when you get married, you know, like when you're dating someone, you get married, you start setting your own traditions and your own, like, what are you doing for the holidays with these people? Right. Like, Are we going to your family? Are we going to your, you know, like, whose family are we going to? What are we doing? How many things are we doing? Like, that's something that you set up with your partner. And then you have children. And then, like, the dynamic completely changes, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you have kids. Am I supposed to cart them everywhere? Does everybody come to my house? Like what happens? And I know a lot of people that have very high expectation families that expect them to go to, like, a bazillion different places. And, yes, I'm speaking from experience because um, my when I was with my ex, like, we literally did four Christmases a day, like, on Christmas Day. We went to four different locations. And, like, by the time the kids – we had, like, Winnie and Jackson when they were, like, little – um, it was a lot and it was exhausting It was, and I hated doing it and then we also did something on Christmas Eve so we were like gone all the time and then we finally set a boundary and an expectation like hey you can come to our house because like mm. I'm not carting the kids around I'm going to do like the point of having a holiday especially when you have kids is like enjoying it with your kids and enjoying like the reaction and like really like being able to spend time with them and like think about it from a kid's perspective of like I was at my house, and I opened, like, a Switch or, like, this really cool toy that I wanted, like, the entire year. And then I finally got it for Christmas. Santa got it for me for Christmas. And then you're going to go home me to four other places. And all I want to do is play with this one toy. Mm -hmm. That's all I want to do. I just want to sit and enjoy toy time. I always loved December twenty sixth, by the way, because it was, like, the day after Christmas, Mm -hmm. and you got to play with all your toys. But anyway... My point is, is that like set the boundaries of what expectations of what you want to do for the holidays as far as like how many family gatherings are you doing? You don't have to do them all, guys. You don't. Mm. There's like this crazy expectation that you do.
0: So I'd also like to give a shout out to you because I was single for a really long time before I got married. And I remember some of the boundaries that I had to set when I was single and I didn't have some of those same scenarios. So I would normally spend it with my family. But um. I remember also getting this. So when are you going to meet someone? So like, you know, um, when are you going to take that next step or that next phase in your life or whatever, you know, however they want to word it. And I just was like, you know, I just don't want to talk about my personal, you know, dating life. And so you can also say that too, for all the single people out there that are like, you know, and also too, I had spent a couple holidays alone. Um, Everyone's like, oh my gosh, I, that must sound horrible. And I'm like, it was freaking wonderful. Okay. <laughs> I remember one Thanksgiving, I just spent it with my girlfriend. I, I also worked a lot around the holidays. And so I was very tired. And so I just, I made Cornish hens for us both. I made one for her, one for me. And we sat around and we drank wine and watched movies. And that's what I did. And, you know, it may not have looked like that traditional, you know, holiday. But holidays are whatever you make it, guys. It doesn't have to be, you know. And the people-pleasing around, you know, what Sarah was saying to you about going to all the different places. The people-pleasing don't, the only person who's going to be miserable that day is is you. Everyone else will get over it. But we are the ones that suffer through Mm -hmm. it. So,
1: yeah. I feel like it's almost a trope now where, like, moms just don't enjoy Christmas. Like, I've seen so many memes about it, like, because we're the ones that plan it and whatever. Like, it can be whatever the fuck you want it to be. And I feel like I need to say that, like, so loudly because I've done all of it. I've done, like, the planning everything and making sure everything's perfect and want Mm -hmm. everything perfect for your kids. And if you guys have seen Bad Moms Christmas or or bad (laughs) whatever, like, you totally know what I'm talking about. Um... But it doesn't need to be. It can be whatever you want it to be. And honestly, like now having a 16-year-old, like there are certain traditions that she like loves and remembers and respects and misses. But like it's not that many. It's not the bazillion things that I planned. Like Mm -hmm. it's the moments that we got to spend time together. Like that's what she remembers. When I actually was not like running around like a chicken with my head cut off, like doing a bazillion things for everybody else. It was when I was like
0: with her, doing things with her yeah it's the intimate moments
1: yeah and not the big you know. grandeur like you know and then and everybody has their own way of doing Christmas and do it I don't know if you're like me I started like watching Christmas movies November 1st
0: so you know um I am not that person so for I, there are so many people out there that the second you know November 1st rolls around we're all ready for Christmas and I'm like December 15th rolls around I'm like we should probably go get a tree or something so <laughs> I feel like we have two ends of the spectrum over here yeah
1: I mean I don't know And like it's funny that you said the thing about being sick sing- I don't know what it's like to have Christmas as an adult without a child Like, I was I literally had adult when I was like 20 so mm-hmm. I like I don't know that life I've done Mm -hmm. it as a single mom sure but Mm -hmm. I just don't know what it's like without you know having a child and I didn't really have very big Christmases growing up so I feel like I've i mean, in the beginning when Dawn was really little it was like I did everything because I missed out on so much um and I just wanted her to experience like all of it and like I did the same thing with her birthdays and she was just like yeah I didn't really need all that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm like okay that was a little humbling thank you (laughs) I needed that but anyway so like I feel like it's really important especially moms out there like it's really important to set boundaries for yourself and like your expectations like you don't have to be tired by the time Christmas rolls around
0: yes you want to enjoy it you want to enjoy the holidays and I think part of enjoying the holidays too is just um, protecting our emotional well-being too Mm -hmm. and that's really I think what our topic is today is really just setting the boundaries so that we can keep ourselves safe around the holidays Um, And whatever, everyone's situation is different. But what I would really love is um, for anyone that follows us on Facebook um, to leave in the comments or yeah, leave in the comments what you say to set your boundaries around families maybe this is your first time setting a boundary maybe it's a boundary you have to set every year I don't know Mm -hmm. but we would love to hear from you and I want to hear what your boundary setting strategies are maybe it's something that you said maybe it's something that you do but I I think we can all learn from each other and so yes we gave some great you know examples today but we want to hear from you guys we want to hear you know what you do for your holidays as well so with that Miss Sarah Jane um Yeah, so this is our first podcast back. How do you feel? No,
1: I feel so good. I missed everyone. I really missed you, first of all. Um, But I really missed doing this, and I'm so excited. And like for real, it's funny because I know we said it like before the season started that like we weren't going to let the season get in the way, and we were going to keep recording. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But like for real, like I want to make sure that we like actually work hard. I'm not letting it consume us again because I miss doing this and like being consistent with it.
0: Agreed. Agreed. So we are going to do our best to be consistent mm. with you guys. We mm-hmm. want to be here. We want to show up um, and we want you guys to show up, too. So yeah. that's we,
1: have, our- we had so many people like reach out to us.
0: Yeah. Hey, I mean, where are you? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we're back, guys. We're back. Here we are um, working on our passion project. That's yes. what I call it. So um, that's a wrap mm-hmm. for episode on boundaries around the holidays. holidays yeah. And we
1: hope you guys have a happy holiday, whatever it is you're celebrating or not. Just hope you have some awesome time with your family, whether it's
0: blood family or the family you make. The family you make. Yeah. What's it? Friendsgiving. Yes. Yes. Awesome. So, all, right, all right. Awesome. Bye, right. guys. Bye.